Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey guys, I'm so excited to announce I'm collaborating yes, with yes. ARG Apparel on merch for Brocal Therapy. Now you can support yes, BGT, bitch. look fucking dope, and make this shit a movement. To purchase yes, your order, please bitch. go to brocotherapy.com. And please don't forget, take a screenshot yes, of you bitch. listening to this episode on whatever podcast app you're listening on, put it on your Instagram yes, story, bitch. tag me at Stephanie Megan and at Brocal Therapy, and enjoy the show. Yes, bitch. <laughs> Hi, this is Stephanie Megan. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. Because therapy is too expensive. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. That's like that's like a deep belly laugh. Yeah, you do have a deep like belly laugh for sure. I feel like I want more of like a a cutesy laugh. I don't. Mine's like or like. No, mine's not cute at all. I don't have a cute laugh at all. <laughs> anyway, hi guys, it's me, Stephanie Bacon, your host, a motherfucking brocal therapy, and I have the motherfucking Rachel in the motherfucking house. Bitch. I'm back, bitches, for the third time. Oh my god, I'm so oh honored. I love hanging out with you. I love hanging out with you. It's always so much fun. I feel like we spend more time hanging out than we do actually recording the pod. I know. <laughs> And we're always like, save it for the pod. And then, I, and then we don't. And we just like keep rambling. Like, I can keep going. I'm like, wait, I should start recording now before it gets so to like bad. fucking midnight. Actually, no, probably not. Because we get off. We start talking about politics. <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't even know where these things come from. We just started talking about my ex. And then we get into conversation about Trump. Trump. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. And then literally know. like 30 minutes into Trump, we're like, what are we talking about? <laughs> Like why? What? What is our point what? here? It doesn't make I sense. I know, but I mean, I'm I'm here. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> oh, before we get, I know. Before we get um, into it, I want to preface to say that like I'm actually very intoxicated right now. I'm a little more than actually <laughs> intoxicated. Yeah, and like I mean, usually I mean obviously, guys, like I'm drinking almost in every episode. Yes, but this time I'm like very. I'm very drunk, so I'm really trying to keep it together. There was and one point I was getting a little sleepy. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, I woke back up. Okay, when go, you went go, upstairs, go I woke back up. Okay, cool, 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 mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and so um, so bear with us. <laughs> but, okay, so this episode topic, I actually put up a little, like, question thing. What is that called? A little question box little thing? question box on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. And mm-hmm. I said, like, what topics do you guys want to hear? And a listener said um, that she wants to hear a topic about how to not bring your baggage from past relationships to new relationships. And my hand went, Holla. Like, me, me, me. <laughs> and then I think you literally responded and you were like, I was thinking, yeah, about you. I was like, I literally thought of you because I feel like every time you told me a lot about yeah. what you've been through before. Yeah. So I feel like, and now you're like in this new relationship. So you're kind of the perfect person for it, you know? Yeah. I mean? Well, I think it's like, for me, it's a con, I'm still struggling with it. Like, I don't know if I'm anyone that would be good to give advice right now, but like, you don't even have to give advice. I can tell my stories people can relate to and, (laughs) excuse me, God bless. Thank you. I'm just like extremely congested (laughs) in all areas. Yeah. I mean, I think, (laughs) I think like, I mean, I don't, 
I mean, not necessarily looking for advice, but I think it's important to talk about. We were just like talking about this off air. Like, I think it's yeah. important to kind of recognize like what you've been through with exes or mm-hmm. like even one night stands, because like every single person that comes into your life has like shaped you to be the person mm-hmm. you are today. And Absolutely. like now that you are in like in a very happy, loving relationship, you know, like you still have to carry like that burden of like heartbreak or like disappointment, mm-hmm. or rejection or you know, like all that stuff into it. And I feel like for me, like what I struggle with is like, especially with Bobby, the last guy, cause I'm not dating anybody right now, but Bobby, the last She's guy, single. I'm single bitches. Slide in. Slide in. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so Bobby was the last, I think the biggest thing that kind of, you know, made him not choose me, um, besides maybe like the other girl could have been a better match for him. But I think I struggled a lot with, being vulnerable and opening up. And I think that happens a lot. Like when you are in a new relationship where you're like, when do I talk about this certain ex or what I've been through? Because I agree, but real quick before you go any further, I just want to stop you right here because him for whatever reasons he (laughs) had to not choose you is all on his fucking ass. That was none of that was on you. So you not being vulnerable or you going at the pace that you felt comfortable at or you being yourself and doing what you felt was best in that moment, no way, shape or form determined him choosing someone else over you. No, I'm serious. Like I don't want you to think that that's any like there was any reason behind that that had to do with your pace and you opening up at whatever point like you're not supposed to be this person for that person you're supposed to be yourself and they're supposed to be themselves and then you come together and find this like mutual ground but it just seemed like from what I've heard he was on this like whole other level where you were just doing your thing it has nothing to do with you why he okay. chose some other bitch oh, over you. Thank you. That's, <laughs> That's so true. sweet, Rachel. No, I mean, yeah. I, but uh, honestly, like, I mean, although, yes, I've like moved on, I don't even like get hurt or sad about him anymore. But that does still cross my mind. It's like, what if I was like a little bit vulnerable or like for the next guy? I'm like, OK, maybe I should be a certain way. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's like you you kind of struggle Absolutely. like with how do I act for the next person? Right. Which like I'm going to be eventually start dating again which i'm not right now but i'm gonna you know soon enough mm-hmm. gonna start like putting myself out there more or maybe i might meet somebody right you know and it is a scary thing to like not bring on that baggage that you you know that i've been through before into something new you right know? and like how can you not i mean this is who i am well and i feel like those kinds of breakups too create the most kind of baggage because you exit them with so many questions and you question yourself and just like i put you in your place just now you know (laughs) (laughs) as you should have been but like it's only natural i've been through those thoughts as well too just has any other woman and any other man who's been in the situation where they've been either like dumped or ghosted or whatever with kind of no explanation you go into your own psyche and you're like well what if I would have done this or said this or been this way or been that way or not been this way or not said this like you go through everything when you don't have answers yeah that you don't get any answers from that either because all of that is just in your head it's all right you know what I mean like you can't I feel like it creates games Oh, absolutely. Like, I feel like that's why everyone plays games nowadays is because they suffered from like whatever baggage they were, you know. Well, games are just people not wanting to be fucking vulnerable. That too. That's and also like, well, they're not 
wanting to be vulnerable because possibly of what they've been through before. In the past. It's scary. Or they don't want to even create, you know, any possible baggage but or like even uh, trying who- to protect themselves because mm-hmm. they don't want to like seem get vulnerable and get crazy. Or, maybe. Yeah. Well, but even people who don't have baggage, when they play games, it's them being fucking bitches. Like they just don't want to face their feelings. And like right. it may come from baggage or it may just be them wanting to be like in control of the situation and right. wanting to be like they have the answers to it which I feel like human nature everyone wants that kind of sense of security right but I think the strongest people are the people who show their cards the quickest yeah is that what happened with you and Chris oh he said I love you after like two weeks well Chris <laughs> oh Chris. Christine. <laughs> Like, what was the difference between because like I mean prior to Chris uh-huh. like and we talk about this all the time and I know that you talk about this with your boyfriend too like you was a hoe like you oh. was hoeing like and hoeing just like everyone showing. else has been in their life they're like dated a bunch of people like had their fun like has been through rejection has been through heartbreak like right what like what made you with him feel like you could be vulnerable but also you weren't scared of your bag like were you ever scared mm. of your baggage yeah well okay so this is what I feel like is so weird I feel okay so from my first ever relationship ever and the only other relationship I've ever had it was toxic it was abusive physically and emotionally and um it I was young you know I was like 18 when I got into it I lost my virginity to him like it was all very very new very foreign very like I I don't think I was very, even though I will say I was more mature than he was being eight years older than I was, seven, eight years older than I was. I don't think I was mature enough to recognize the situation I was in. But what's so weird is like that definitely, that whole situation gave me so much baggage. Like I go down the list of like different things I feel. But for like the four plus years I had between him and meeting my boyfriend now. Yeah. I don't feel like I ever brought that baggage into the many types of relationships that I had, yeah. which like none of them were very serious. But, but do you like, think that you ever acted a certain way because of that baggage? Because it doesn't necessarily mean oh, like, oh, like this is what I went through and you had to explain to all of them. But like you, you probably acted a certain way because you've been through A, B, C, D. Well, know? what's funny is I think my hoe phase is because of my baggage because I think I've tried to dig in deep into me to like kind of understand this and what I think I felt was that I felt so much pain because I was so attached to something so I thought if I was so unattached to everything else that I wouldn't feel that pain or I wouldn't let that baggage affect the relationship so I was dating like multiple people at a time or I was like talking to a few different people or I'd go through phases where I wouldn't talk to anyone at all. Right. But all of these things I felt like were defense mechanisms because none of the people that I was dating or talking to or hooking up with, I felt that kind of connection like it had a future. So I was like, I'll keep this really light. Of course you get crazy and you stalk and like whatever. Like I did what every other girl does. But when it came down to my like emotional connection with them I feel like I was always very guarded and I didn't really let that baggage hit but like Chris is the first person that now we're like eight months in which isn't even a long time but like we've gotten pretty serious it's I mean he's the best I love him but 
I feel like he's the first person where the baggage has hit and like yeah. we've had multiple conversations yeah, about it Yeah, I feel like from what you've told me about him is like he's open about his baggage too. Like I feel mm-hmm. like his baggage is very similar to yours where he's like I was a hoe too. Right. You know? Well, but I feel like my baggage doesn't really I, the, yeah. It, yeah, no, I think we both carry our own different luggage, right. but like my, mine's like a big ass huge duffel bag where yeah. his is just like a mini carry-on. <laughs> Just like shoves it you in have to the pay overhead. The $50 <laughs> no, I, I'm paying like $120 for my baggage. He's yeah. getting by for free. But <laughs> he's like, I'm cool with this backpack. He's like, oh, yeah. He's literally that's what he is. He just has a little tiny. It's not even filled. He's yeah. got like his, his passport and a few pens. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel like since he's the first person since the ex that I have gotten to that level with. And yeah. it's totally different. I can't even compare the two because what we have is so healthy and wonderful and beautiful. And like, it's filled with mutual respect and love. Right. It's totally different. Can't compare the two, but it's close enough to where it's serious enough. Right. And like my feelings at a point in my relationship in the past, a hundred percent, I thought, things were very intense because they were very tumultuous where they would be very in love or we'd like hate each other extremely toxic so toxic because it it, it's just it's insane I can't I can't even really comprehend right how the emotional like how it went from so it was like lows 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 highs 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 and he had his own like mental issues that he went through so I know that was part of it but I was a contributor you know like I can't sit here and play victim all day long but Broco Therapy is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I mentioned before that I went back to therapy and that was the best decision I've ever made because every time I leave a session, I do feel like I just got so much off my chest. I've been suffering with so much anxiety because I feel like sometimes I don't have time. I don't have time to get all this stuff done or I feel like I'm not worthy of doing a good job of the things that I have to do. And I know that stems from a lot of ADHD. So talking to my therapist, she really gives me the space to just vent and have those emotions and she validates that and gives me the tool sets to be able to continue my day and to give me that confidence to remind myself that like I got this. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BrokeGirl today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash BrokeGirl. Yeah, Chris has seen 
all of that baggage that I don't think any of the guys in my hoe phase ever did because I right. never let them get to it. And now I have this guy who broke down those walls and he's like, understanding like who you are Mm -hmm. because of those reasons that you've been through and still loves you for it no matter what right and i think that's beautiful it is and i think that he's really great though hey chris (laughs) hi chris come on the pod Uh, he's gonna come (laughs) (laughs) i'm scared for that but (laughs) he is really great though too because i mean we went to dinner this week and there was a moment where like i had just every once in a while I I think about it where like I don't want to give him any of my thoughts and it's not him specifically it's more so experiences that I felt yeah but I always want to feel stronger than it and I feel like in the past I've told myself that like not talking about it makes you stronger right or like not giving them a voice right makes you the stronger one or not giving them the time of day yeah but that's, that's so let's, wrong that, that's such the mindset of I mean even like for me I struggle with that it's like don't like I feel like okay I will say the thing with Charles mm-hmm. love talking about him <laughs> hi Charles <laughs> always talking about Charles <laughs> no but I think I mean I what I learned about Charles and I actually had like a realization actually last night where he you know like I had my baggage whatever he is who he is but like it was he didn't allow me to be vulnerable mm-hmm. so with him I had to I had to and if you guys know me from like those past episodes I was going through the whole phase I was, you know, like being detached from sex and just having fun, even though deep down all I really wanted was to be with him, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was like for me, I thought by being strong was to detach myself from sex and also just to not admit my feelings to him. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, a year later, I look back at that. I'm like, that actually makes that I look fucking weak. Right. Like I look back and it's funny if you guys follow me on Instagram, um, I always post like little snippets from like the first photo shoot that I did when I did the, my banner photo with the crying eyes. I always put like behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I look at those videos and I literally kind of cringe because I remember who I was back then. Mm-hmm. And back then I was I was dating Charles and I was still talking to him. I was still hooking up with him. And um, isn't it crazy how those kinds crazy. of moments or like songs or smells like, right. just take you immediately back yeah. to that mindset? And I did like there was a snippet that I have on my Instagram, too, where I talked about like being a hoe and just being sexually liberated, which is fine. I'm all about that. I still stand by that movement. But I think that I was like saying those things and being that person because he kind of told me to be that person, like without like directly telling me that, like he was just like it for some reason, I felt like I knew that I liked him so much, but by being this quote unquote hoe and trying to be detached and have fun was helping me be stronger. Meanwhile, if anything, it was breaking me down. And that's why it took me so long to like get over him. Right. Because I didn't admit those feelings. Well, that's what I was going to say is like what I thought of not talking about these things or like voicing how I felt or even saying his name. I didn't want to give any of that attention want, yeah, to it. Yeah, you don't want to give any power. Like power you, you, to it's it. like it's a power thing where you like But you know what? He's still taking power away by me feeling that way. Me feeling like I want to act this way or that way to not give him power is still him controlling and manipulating how I feel and right. my words and my actions. Right. And that's where I've noticed like that's not right. Like you should just be able to talk about it. Talk about it. Say how you feel. Right. Talk to a friend. 
talk to a loved one, talk to your significant other, like yeah. whoever. But my fear was always like, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to upset my crazy. friends that it hurt in the past. Or I yeah. don't want to look crazy. Or attached. Or attached. Or, or I don't want them to think I'm ever thinking about him because honest, I am so not ever. Yeah. But what I think about are the experiences that I went through. Of course. And like what I felt and the baggage that I mean, that's, that's, me what's, from it. that's what shapes you to be like the woman that you are today. Right. Is because of all the people that have came into your life. And I mean, yeah, now you're in a new relationship. So when you are in a new relationship and you act a certain way, like, I mean, honestly, I'm not that I'm in a relationship and I shouldn't know, but like, I would assume <laughs> that like, you obviously are going to be thinking about those certain things. Be like, okay, shit, sorry. I'm acting a certain way with my new significant other because I've dealt with this with so-and-so, mm-hmm. you know, and like you just have having to kind of like figure that out, you know, which is why I think Chris is so like, he's so great. And yeah. Finding someone who understands that. And, and yeah. And I don't even know if he totally understands how I'm feeling in the moment, but like he recognizes it and like we get, we call our fights debates. <laughs> so we <laughs> <I> get <love> that. <laughs> we get, he's a very like opinionated, strong headed guy. Right. So it's, we can, to debates a lot yeah but the debates that we get in around this are are very much my insecurities coming out whereas I may not recognize it's an insecurity or it's baggage from the past I feel like some part of him realizes that and he kind of grounds me back to it and like I think that's what makes someone a good partner is when they recognize like you know your flaws in certain ways or like they recognize like okay, she acts like this, but then their personality and their traits kind of match up to that. And they know right. how to like calm you down. They know how to like match that and right. to, to make it even better and to make it grow into something versus something like extremely toxic where you fight and you just hate each other. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. a drug. Absolutely. So. Um, no, I think, I think the difference between it being like more of a, a toxic fight than a healthy fight is having the empathy of like right. understanding that this person may be feeling this way because of because of x or because of y or because of this person or their baggage or whatever the reason may be it's trying to understand the person rather than placing blame right and i think the difference between like my old relationship and now is the last one was always the blame game it was like you did this you and turn you around made and, yeah. me feel this and i feel this way because of you and now I think that I do you think that like sorry pause do you yeah, think yeah. that he ever feels bad about it do you think that he ha- has like this guilt carried with him that he was my like ex? such an awful person to you my ex? yeah no not at all no okay. he um well, fuck you then yeah well I he just I mean like I said you guys were young so I would assume like maybe I was did, young yeah I mean he was I, young too I mean he's still like you were what how old I was 18. And he was seven years older. So he was like 25. 25, 24, 25. So that's still young. And I'm not, I'm not going to have an excuse for him, but I'm just saying like. But at the end, he yeah. was like he approaching 30s or okay. he was older living at home. Like it was just one of those yeah. things where, yeah. He I was a person. And, but I don't want to give him that. And I'm not making any excuses and I don't right. want to label anything, but like he made the choices, decisions and actions that he did. And that's on him. He dealt with a lot of very, um, personal, like mental, um, mental thing, yeah. mental issues. And I, like, that's for him to, to deal with. I tried to help him through it right. and it, it didn't. I, you know, I mean, I like, I couldn't help him and I don't think anyone could. Yeah. So I don't think he's like, at, 
in my opinion, and I guess my friends would say the same thing too. He's not a good person, but I, like I said earlier, I don't want to play some sort of victim where it sounds like I, I didn't have any part because when he would blow up, it would trigger me. And I'm not saying that any person wouldn't also be triggered because I think I did what any other human would do in that situation. But I also think, though, like there's certain people that bring certain things out of you. You know, that's, that's what I'm what trying that's, to get. That's exactly yeah, what I'm like getting at. He yeah. brought the worst out. And that's, that's what makes a toxic mm-hmm. relationship. If someone brings literally the worst qualities. About right. You. Like I was explaining to you off air, like I dated a guy named Black Nick. Mm-hmm. Oh, his name wasn't Black Nick, but I call him <laughs> Black Nick. That's his, his code name. But I've actually talked about him like the first couple of episodes. So if you guys are, like a real, real fan, you know exactly what to talk about. The OGs. The OGs. And he... And for me, like, I feel like for the most part, I'm pretty, like, understanding. I listen. I don't really raise my voice. I'm not short-tempered. But with him, specific, only him, only him, like, not even Charles made me do this, not even Davion, none of these motherfuckers have made me do it. But him, specifically, made me yell, made me raise my voice, made me angry, like, made me, like, this jealous, awful person, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just, like, because two of us together as a fucking recipe was the best it was a disaster that was exactly the same yeah. i would i will say like i kind of take it back he i don't mean i now that i'm thinking about it <laughs> he wasn't a good person and like yeah. i i know that just by other ways that he'd right. act in life so i'm not defending any of that at all but where i think sometimes i try to take blame is because just like what you said it brought out so many bad qualities in me right i've never been a jealous person i've never been like uh an quick to anger person I've never been an aggressive person yeah and even before him I didn't date anyone in high school I was a virgin I didn't really care about boys like I was a friend's girl I had all these things going for me and boys never were never even close to the top and then I met him and some like it some sort of switch Switch. flipped and I became this like crazy person that didn't care about my friends chose him over everything So I just became this person that I wasn't and whether whatever issues he had and whatever makes him a good person or not, it's on him. I'm not here to discuss that at all. Like I have my own opinions. My friends and my family close to me have their own opinions. His friends, everyone has their own opinion about anyone that's on him. I know what it brought out in me and I didn't like it. I didn't like how I treated my friends. I didn't like how, I mean, my mom kicked me out of the house at one point. Like it was one of those situations that really was it was just a really dark time for me and it I wasn't myself and you know when you're not feeling yourself there's not a lot to be like happy about how long are you guys together for I think it was like three years maybe a little under yeah um but yeah I I didn't like who I was it it created a lot of tension in my life with people that I loved and I think that is the biggest takeaway I took from that relationship with not him being a bad person, which I'm, which I think, but yeah. that's my own opinion, but it's how I felt and what I took away and the pain that I carry every day. Like yeah. I do think about it a lot and I have scars on my hand from fights and, Aww. and arguments and aggressiveness and being pushed around and I have those reminders every day and they sit with me and I think that not only those kinds of things but like the emotional 
stuff that I went through with like infidelity and like not trusting him. And I was embarrassed. Did he cheat on you? All the time. Wow. And it was, it mostly happened towards the beginning in the middle because towards the end, like a switch flipped with that too, where he became obsessed with me and it was like, I was in school and he was out. So I had this like prosperous life. Like I had all these friends and all this night, like nightlife. And I think he felt threatened by it, but at the beginning, like he had all this stuff going for him too. And I mean, he cheated on me with friends, with friends, people younger than me who were like underage. Like it was, there was a time we were at a party and he made me, it was like a truth or dare thing. Yeah. He had, I got dared to kiss this girl next to me and I was never like that. Like I was yeah. never, things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah. at that age, this I was the, the pre-ho phase, pre-ho phase. I was never comfortable with that. I was yeah. never, it just, just wasn't who I was. I, I wasn't ready for that. And he could, ever, I think everyone there probably, there was only maybe like seven people in the circle could see I was visibly uncomfortable and didn't want to do it. Yeah. And, um, he was the one who pushed me and pressured me <gasps> and like, it was like, do it, do it, do it him like the person you're supposed to trust and feel safe with I lost all of that like safety net with him and I did and I found out like two nights later she went over and they like had sex (gasps) and so that was one of those moments where it was like shit this isn't someone just cheating on me this is someone like hardcore like like disrespectfully cheating on me and it, that was one of those moments where like, and then there was a friend that I went to high school with and like I had talked about before and I found out when I was at school, he hooked up with her. There were, I mean, wow. Tinder, Tinder, Tinder yeah, well, left who, and right. What the, what the fuck is his handle? Let's fucking fight this motherfucker. Oh, not worth it. Not Let's worth it. Let's pull up. Let's pull up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even worth yeah, it. Yeah, no, I get it. But I those mean, kinds of things stuck with yeah. me where now. Like, After I, you guys broke up, like, yeah. like, what kind of person did you become because of this? Well, like I said, like right the, uh, my breaking point was cops were involved and he had like taken some of my stuff and it was one of those back and forths of like, give me my shit back, like right. my phone and my wallet, give me my stuff of like two days of that. And then, um, he brought it over and it was one of those, I sat in the car, we were in the car for like three four minutes maybe and it was one of those things where we looked at each other and we're like we cannot do this anymore like to both of us and I don't want to play victim but obviously was more so than him but the way I was reacting to his actions were also not healthy exactly and so both of us were like this isn't we're triggers I was a trigger for him very much so and he in turn became a trigger for me yeah and um yeah, I, it ended at that and I'm sorry. <laughs> did you lose your train of thought? I did because of the camera. The camera like shut down. I it's was fine. trying to find a way. No, yeah. I mean, I just feel like, I mean, th- these are all so important because I mean, I know that you definitely had like your, you're like a little worried about talking about them, mm-hmm. which I'm thankful that you are because I think it's important. I think everyone should grasp from this is that it's okay to, to like recognize and to talk about like these really dark moments in your life because it does it does like I mean it, it creates who you are mm-hmm. you know and it, you have to get a better understanding of yourself and to understand like okay I am this person and I went through this phase and I did these things and because of what happened right 
I like taking ownership of that because I know that you were saying for a while that you haven't even like talked about this. So like you guys have no idea. Like this is a big deal for Rach, yeah. Rachel to talk about this. So I'm extremely grateful. Yeah. I, mean, I can tell in your eyes that it is like you're like you're t- you're tough about the situation, but it is it's a sensitive topic. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's definitely hard to talk about. I think Chris actually we went to dinner the other night and something came up where I wanted to talk about it and he said something that stuck with me so hard and was like, you've actually been talking about this a lot. He's like, I've noticed with people that we don't know very well, like little, little things will come out here and there. And he's like, I can tell it's literally at the forefront of your brain. Like it's your, whether you're recognizing it or not, it's there. You're conscious of it. You're thinking about it. And like you need to deal with it like right. I, I, and I it's true I need to go talk to someone and need to like actually see therapist see a therapist which is, which is to see. I know it's expensive but <laughs> no but I I will say it right here <laughs> my mom will agree Chris will agree like I am a procrastinator when it comes to it I think yeah. that I am in some ways a perfectionist and so admitting to needing help is hard right. so I think okay I'll do it I'll do it but like I don't want to put the work into right. doing it you know because if i don't put in the work it doesn't we also, happen we also like our parents to book our doctor uh, oh obviously for us. let's be real like i always still i still wish my parents still like oh my, my like, god i wish they'd been doing that for years <laughs> i know i years. took that shit for granted when i was younger absolutely but yeah, yeah, but yeah. i think that it's I think it's really important to take care of your mental health i think yeah. it's really important to put that at the forefront of your priorities but I'm the first one to say that it's so easy to let it just slide. It's so easy to say, have a rough moment, get over it and then just forget about it until the next moment, rough moment comes. And then you're like, well, I'll see a therapist this time. And, and then you feel better and then you don't want to think about it anymore because you're feeling great. And so thinking about seeing a therapist when you're in this like positive state of mind again is, is hard to revisit. Right. And, I don't think it's especially when you want to move past it. You have to talk about these things. Right. But I think everyone's scared to it. It's terrifying. It's so scary. And I don't want to admit that I have these problems. But when it comes up like it has in my relationship now with Mm. I trust Chris with my life. Like I he knows I would never cheat on him. He would never cheat on me. Like we have that deep, deep trust. But there are moments when I have a freak out of like. I see something on Instagram or something just so, so stupid right. where in the past I've preached like this is means nothing. I right. hate when girls get upset about this stuff and here I am. I'm sitting here. What do you get upset about? Just there was like a situation where there was a time when I, I was like, no, I don't remember how it came up, but I noticed there were like a bunch of really like thoughty photos that he was liking of some girl's Instagram it was like a whole timeline of time we'd been together and I was like I wonder if he does this to everyone and I like started to dive deep which is crazy right but I feel like that does stem from like yeah your trust issues because of what you've been through with your ex because he would find girls on Instagram and comment on them and he'd like them and like would slide in and that's how he met girls that he I know a few of them that he cheated on me with so it's like when I see that I immediately go to not even thinking he's doing that but I feel the feelings that I felt the first time around and it doesn't feel good. And it's one of those things where in my mind, I think at the time, like you don't have to do it. It's just so easy. Like you have a girlfriend now, just don't do it. But it's also like, (laughs) Rachel, you're being psychotic. Like it means nothing. It's an Instagram, but I, 
I can't control the Have feelings that are attached that with to him? it. Yeah. I mean, we okay, got into good. a debate, a, a heated <laughs> a debate. We got into a heated debate about it. And I mean, it came down to him apologizing, which was very sweet and kind because he didn't realize what he was doing. I will say part of it was like when you have a girlfriend, there's things that you like. Yeah. You do I think it's monitor. also like, yeah, it's like a transition from being single to and getting to a relationship and be like, oh, wait, these little things I can't do anymore because that's going to upset my right. partner. Well, and sometimes it'll upset them. Some people it won't. You know what I mean? Right. And I used to pride myself on being that person that it wouldn't affect and it wouldn't. But that also goes back to your defense mechanism, too. Right. It was. To it be was like, I'm, I'm detached. I don't give a fuck. Girl. Because I... I don't even too. need to pay for therapy. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> no, that's I mean, so we all do that that's me too. I mean, I've done that before too, where I'm like, I don't care. You can be that picture with that chick, whatever, whatever. Like, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. But then like deep down we care. And there's a reason why there's an insecurity that we have to battle. I mean, I think that like, I mean, I, with every insecurity that we have, it stems from there. Has, there's a root of the problem from it. You right. Know? And so, you know, it's great. I mean, it's great to have a partner because you're going to, everyone's going to have insecurities. Everyone's going to have trauma. Everyone's going to have a past, mm-hmm. you know, and to, to kind of like, I think direct it towards your, to your partner to, to, to describe like, this makes me feel a certain way because yo, my ex used to slide in people's DMs. Like that's a fair, like that's a fair reason to be like upset it's about fair, it. Totally. But it's not fair to put on him right? because that's him true. acting that way means literally nothing you know yeah. I, I trust him and we have this like but it's beautiful good that you talk to him about it relationship because yeah. from there he could just reassure you that like i'm not your ex well and if it's something as simple as making like a, a small change where it's yeah. like not commenting this kind of thing or not liking this kind of thing like because you know those bitches out there who like don't fucking follow her on instagram anymore what no, the fuck I, yeah <laughs> but it's just if it's not yeah. that if it's such a simple change in my mind, if he ever or anyone I was with had an issue with the way that I acted that literally does not change who I am or impact me in any right. way other than like a simple thing. It's like sometimes people come with baggage and I right. feel like we all even do. though they need to work through it, I think what it takes to help them work through it is a supportive, loving partner that's right. willing to like transition them and back. understand. Yeah. And understand I think everyone needs like an understanding partner. I do too. Oh, that's a, like such a strong quality to have. And I to it's just be understanding and to listen and to just get it, be open-minded. And it's rare too. It's rare. Because unfortunately it's so rare because while we're talking about the baggage we might have as like women with like unhealthy relationships with men, yeah. there are men out there who have like been played by women who feel the same way. And right. the ones that aren't understanding are dealing with their own shit. Right. You know, like right. I, sometimes count my blessings because Chris doesn't have um as much of a like a serious romantic background with other people we were both hoes but like (laughs) I am the first person he's ever like loved and who's had that kind of relationship with and so I feel really blessed in ways to where I'm kind of the first I'm the first and it feels great because there's little to no baggage that comes on that end. But at the same time, I have this responsibility. But maybe that's good though, because you and your ex, obviously it seemed like your ex had a lot of baggage. Mm -hmm. So what you needed was somebody who was a lot more simple and like, honestly, like (laughs) seem like a better person. You know Uh, what I mean? Such a good person. Yeah. Yeah. That like a better person. And also like with somebody who just didn't have baggage because that's exactly what you needed. You didn't need it. You didn't need extra baggage on top of your baggage. Right. So I think that's why it makes you guys like so compatible. Well, but that's not to say that there's probably there. 
I mean, other are everyone's relationships there. and formulas and relationships Their are different. Things, I'm just yeah. I'm just talking in specifically with it, you with this. Absolutely, yeah. I think just because if someone else has a yeah, don't, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I <laughs> I agree with you because I think what it took for me to open up again and to find someone that's compatible with me is someone that comes with less baggage. That's, I think my future guy is gonna have a lot of baggage. <laughs> I have, a fucking feeling. I have a fucking feeling i don't fucking know i just i have a feeling it's probably gonna be someone with a hell with but hella I feel baggage like whatever, okay if it i is, feel like i it depends on the baggage but might be cool with it i mean i don't know i, feel I don't like know we'll see i don't you know what i want in life right now i feel like whoever you will end up with or anyone if they end up with people with baggage or if you have baggage yeah i feel like the people that work and that last are the ones that mix just well. Like you right. may have baggage about something that he doesn't, that he can right, support exactly. you in, and he may have something that you're able to support exactly. him in. I feel like really I might special. have somebody with like baggage, maybe not in relationships, but like something else mm-hmm. that's going to like bring it kind of like close together with me where like I have a lot of baggage with relationships, I guess, and family. <laughs> Too real. But like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're right. Like it's gonna be like another set of baggage that's gonna fit my set of baggage, and we're just gonna like. You know? I think bottom line is it's just like everyone fucking goes through life. We're right. all just trying to live and survive. And we make and, mistakes, and we make mistakes, and yeah. we and we encounter people that may affect us in great ways, beautiful ways, and we may affect or we may encounter people that affect us in really negative ways. Right. But I think every person's touch on you molds you to the person that you're supposed to be in this life. I agree. So I still look at my past as a blessing. Like it was really unfortunate and I feel like I struggle with a lot of the experiences and memories from it, but I am such a strong ass motherfucker today. I was going to say like, honestly, I mean, I've only known you for like a few months, like less than a year, which is weird to me. I feel like I've known you longer, but like, I really do think that you're like such a beautiful person and I am drawn to you like as a friend, not because of like what you've been through, but because yeah, you, you've been through this, but who you are now is like so beautiful, like inside and out. (laughs) I'm not going to cry too. (laughs) Uh, Inside and out that it's like, I mean, that's like amazing. Like you want to be surrounded by that, you know? And I think that like, I, I, I love the person you are now, whether like you've been through a, B and C, like I'm happy for you and I'm proud of you. (laughs) I'm like tearing up too. (laughs) No, but like, I think, I think, I think I'm, I'm really like, I mean, it's unfortunate of the baggage that, and the stuff that you've been through, like that fucking sucks. (laughs) Crying right now. Oh my God. Can we Uh, go to commercial break? (laughs) Such a commercial. I not real quick. No, but like I, but I mean, meeting you after everything that you've been through, like, I'm I'm happy to be your friend. I feel like that, like you're such an amazing woman because of that. So, oh my god, <laughs> that is so, that is so sweet. I, I can we end it? Is, it the end? <laughs> is that it? Is that it? Any last words? No, I I mean I mean. I'm not a fucking professional. We all know that. Like, I obviously have my own set of baggage. But I think that, like, yeah, I mean, like, just how we were saying earlier, like, finding somebody with a compatible baggage, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, I mean, yeah, Bobby had his own set of baggage. And maybe my baggage wasn't compatible with his. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But, like, you found somebody who, you know, is, like, this person who is today. And it wouldn't be such a match if you didn't go through what you went through as right. well too so like now you have such a beautiful thing so i think it's a, it's a it's a really like i mean 
life is not always a happy ending, but they're always going to be happy moments and you guys are always going to go through your struggles. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm just saying, I'm just, (laughs) I love this little emotional rant. It's great. No, but I'm just saying like, I think that, I mean, for me, like this is something because I've been like on a dating cleanse and I haven't been seeing anybody. But for me, like spending time alone, obviously I have to reflect back on like all my baggage, Mm -hmm. you know, like reflect back on all my exes and think about like, okay, what do I want? What I don't want. And like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have this moment of being like assured of myself if it wasn't because of everything that I've been through. Right. And like whoever I do end up with, whoever that may be, if it's on hinge organically, whatever, like I should never be ashamed of my baggage. Never. And I was always never. ashamed. I was always ashamed, but like, this is who I am and this is who Take you it are. Or leave it. Right. And like, like, yeah, like I might be crazy at times or I might be insecure or I might, you know, be weird about certain things, but like, that's just who I am and I have to work through it. And if you do love me, you work it through with me. And so I'm, I'm, so happy that you found someone who's able to like work that with you you know i love you i love you too <laughs> can i just say though too like i i feel like i experienced a lot from that last relationship and one of those things was i and i kind of touched on it earlier i lost relationships i lost i i wasn't who i pride myself to be yeah. and i put him above everyone else in my life that I love. And loved. everyone does that in their first relationship. Oh, Let abs- me tell you, that's completely, yeah, everyone it's, does that. Everyone does, but it's... Love that makes you do crazy ass shit. Crazy ass shit, but it's so different when, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's so different, but it's, it's a different situation and different feeling when it's someone who's so, so unhealthy for right. you and right. everyone around you that loves you is saying, please get out like I can't I can't be around this because it makes me sad or whatever and you still choose that person over like the person who birthed you like that kind of feeling you can't come back from that kind of like thinking about abandoning my feelings for my mother over this person who treated me so horribly but what I'm trying to say is that not only have I learned from baggage from that with just relationships, but like my relationships with my friends and my families and my family, my families, all of my family, <laughs> all, my all of my different families <laughs> yeah. and my family have just blossomed more than I yeah. think I've ever been able to appreciate them in yeah. the past. Like a lot of beauty has come from the relationship that I went through whether it be with because it, it's, my it's brought you to it's such a beautiful I mean it's, it's again an unfortunate thing to go through but it has brought you to a beautiful place because you are a great person I you moved are here to person. get away from it exactly. like I'm in this I'm in Los Angeles living like this life I never ever dreamed I would have because of it like right. it was a horrible it was a traumatic thing to end with like cops involved and like this whole ordeal and like there was more after that and then there was a whole summer like it was a lot and I was just like I need to get out like I needed to do an internship and I was like I'm not staying here I'm going somewhere else and now four years later I have this beautiful life with like so many new friends yes that's me and I have the (laughs) best apartment and the best kitty and like the best boyfriend and it's just it's all blessings that I I wouldn't have had without it so while I have my dark low moments of this really sucks this happened and why am am I internalizing this situation 
as something it's not. And then I deal with the anxiety that comes right. from that. I have I to think that at that point, definitely I do want to say like, cause I know therapy is too expensive. It's on a fucking t-shirt, but like at that point, definitely when, when you do deal with trauma, like talking with friends, it's an amazing thing to talk it out loud, oh, absolutely. but like definitely like, I mean, seeing a therapist would like dive into like the root of like your anxiety, the root of like your insecurities and everything. Someone who could professionally do it versus like a biased opinion of a friend. I'm the you know? biggest, most passionate hypocrite in the world <laughs> because I agree like yeah. wholeheartedly. Absolutely. That is that's what everyone should do. I think it's so important. And I, I think honest, even if you don't feel that way, I'm a hypocrite, important. too, because I should go to therapy yeah. so I get it like it, it is a struggle and I, I'm gonna admit I'm gonna be completely honest like I preach that I preach therapy but yeah it's something that even I for for once like have to deal with it because I have my own set of baggage and mm-hmm. I have to like dissect you know but yeah it's on my mind it, <laughs> well and I've even I've tried in the past yeah. to go and it was the worst experience I had a guy who just I walked in and he said nothing he just greeted me and then was like so what's up and I, and I knew Fuck. I was there because my mom kind of pressured me into it. It was during that whole relationship. I was still in it actually. Yeah. And I was like, I guess I should talk about this, but like what, which situation yeah. should I talk but about? I, I mean, it's like having a therapist is like finding the right, like eyebrow lady, but that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? this, this, <laughs> like, whole, this whole guy turned right. me off to all of it. Cause right. like, then he didn't say anything. I like started to say something and he'd be like, Hmm. You need a woman therapist. That's I think exactly what you need a woman, but even a man, I think it's just really important to shop around. <laughs> right. Like I just stuck with the, the first person I saw because I, I, th- I think it was like through school or it was somewhere around campus. Right. Like it was just easy and quick. And I, I didn't want to like put the work into it because right. I wasn't fully dedicated to it. You and weren't ready. I wasn't ready, but now I'm in this position where it's like affecting right. someone that's I love and care about so deeply. And it's, I, I, it shouldn't have gotten to that point. I should have wanted to do it for myself, but also I can have whatever reason I want to, to like get me there. You know what I mean? And if he's it, I'm sure he'd be more than happy and glad to be that like driving force that like actually gets me there. Oh, but Chris, he should listen to this episode. I don't know if he will. He doesn't like listening to these. What the fuck? I know. But he wants to be on the show. (laughs) Chris, no, I mean it is weird. It is weird to hear about like your girlfriend talk about like some other dick, yeah, and like emotional stuff. You know, it's like other dick that much. No, also like (laughs) it's it's our it's also like he could just talk to you about it. Like I have like friends who like that I'm so super close with. They're like, but like I already know the updates, so why would I listen to your show? I was like, Like, maybe I said something you didn't know before. I know. I was like, the fuck, just a part. But I get it. No, I get it. We'll see. We'll see. (sighs) If he's listening to this, I love you. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> well, any you. last words about like baggage and not how to bring that baggage into your next relationship? I don't even know. Yeah. I would say let's mold the title. <laughs> let's change it. I don't it. even know what the title is yet. I I'll would figure it out change later. The, let's change the title to it's fucking okay if you have baggage and you bring it into another relationship. I think it's about the person you're with and the trust and love and respect that you guys have for each other yeah and how you deal with that baggage together but also get yourself a motherfucking therapist (laughs) like just do it it doesn't hurt anyone and i think it could help tremendously even if it's like i feel like everyone has their own set of trauma so even if it's not like a super traumatic one like there is something that maybe you've dealt with in your life that you haven't 
dealt pain with. Pain is pain. Pain is pain. No one's pain here to judge pain. anyone's pain and no one's exactly. here to take anyone's pain or if away. Or who's better or worse or whatever. It's no competition. It's like, right. It's, yeah. I get so upset when people try to like, out well, pain each yeah. other. It's like, I'll pay, like, well, I went through this death. It's okay. like, okay, whatever. whatever. No, I think <laughs> it's important that we take care of our mental health. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think mental health is just something that's really, really important, especially yeah. in today's age. So I think go see a therapist or talk to a friend or talk to your mom or your dad. Or start a podcast. Just, or start a podcast. <laughs> that's what you should do. Just no, we don't need any more competition out there. Don't start a podcast. <laughs> don't keep, do it. Keep don't your thoughts it. to yourself. Go to bed. <laughs> go, to, go see a therapist. Go to bed. So what's your Instagram? Want to plug yourself? Uh, every time I do this, it's so long. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's at Rachel Weisbrook, W E I S B R U C H. Or just honestly, you guys, like, if you go to like my Broco Therapy Instagram, she's in like she's girl band photos I'm of in me. A girl like, band. <laughs> yeah, we're in a girl band. I'm in like a, band. a girl band inspired like merch shoot. No, it's not inspired. So we're actually we in actually, a band. Yeah. <laughs> Check us out on Spotify. <laughs> we're called <laughs> SoundCloud. I don't even know what we're called. You have to figure out the the broke girls. Yeah. The broke girls. We're the broke girls. We're the broke girls. Who need therapy? Yeah. (laughs) Who need therapy? (laughs) And then you guys follow me on Instagram, Stephanie Megan, or just go to brokotherapy.com. Everything is there, including my links, my social media and my merch. Get it all. Go buy yourself a little titty shirt. Yeah. She's got some tiny little crop top. Yes. Okay. Go out looking like a hoe. Yeah. It's called the hoe face crop top, actually. So that works out. Perfect. I know. I love it. Bye. Bye. Broke girl therapy. Broke girl therapy. Broke girl therapy. Broke girl therapy. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.